home of the stars, through the airwaves and on the big screen. Coming to you live from Hollywood, it's Rated G Radio with your host, Garrett Miller. Well, hello everybody, round two. This is Garrett, and I'm thrilled that you are here Monday, November 22nd, 2021. We're going to be joined in just a little bit by my very favorite person down under, Mary Lou Monroe Ray. She hosts the very popular series Rated Oz Radio. She hosts this with various celebrities and artists from Australia, actually from around the world, but primarily in Australia. And she does these as special events. And we're very excited to have her here on the network. And um, yes, Mary Lou, you can call. Let me give you the number again, 323-657-1493. She'll be calling in. We're trying to do this on what we call a direct connect, where the guests can just click a link and it makes it easy. And then they call in and it's just like we're sitting here next door. But when that doesn't happen, we go to a plan B. And the plan B is you call in like you would if you're going to call in and talk to us on the show tonight, which you're very welcome to do. This is a call-in show at 323-657-1493. That is the hotline. And if you call in, we are going to be talking to Mary Lou Monroe Ray, host of Rated Oz Radio. But the shameless plugs for the other shows on our network include... Rebecca Fisk. We do special events with Rebecca. She's one of America's top 50 psychics. And she is going to be coming up with some new episodes later this year. So we'll be excited to have her. We also do rated LGBT radio on Thursdays starring Rob Watson. And Rob interviews a variety of famous people. This last week, he had Belinda Carlisle of the Go-Go's. I was mad about you. Circle in the Sand, all of the hits with Belinda Carlisle. Then we also have had our other show, Journey with Stephanie, starring Stephanie Gerard. Stephanie does her show the first Tuesday of every month and is going to have another show in December before we wrap for the year. So very excited to have her back in just a couple of moments. Um, if you are calling for a psychic call-in show tonight, that is not this episode. So if you'd like to ask a question on a psychic nature, I'll give you some great advice, but it'll be my intuition and not a psychic response. I will let you know that as well. Now, uh, Mary Lou is going to be dialing in in just a second. She's pinging me right now. What is your number, dear? Because I've got a ton of people on the line, and I just need to figure out which one we're going to answer. Um, but it, Mary Lou and I have been trying to get this show together for a hot minute, we um, actually will tell the story when she gets on the line again, but last week I'm frantically trying to get her on the show, and she reminds me, Garrett, I'm not on the show this week, I'm on next week, meaning tonight, and I had it in my head. Last week was such a, a crazy week. No way in the world was anything going right last week, and that was clear on Monday's show, um, so I'm trying to get a hold of Mary Lou, because I'm sure it's going to have Mary Lou on the show. And she goes, no, 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 Garrett, you need to go check your notes, because um, when 
we set this up. I'm going to be coming on your November 22nd, my November 23rd, your 7 p.m., my 3 p.m. So we go through all of that. And last week, I go back to my friend Rebecca, and I said, Rebecca, it's lovely to chat with you. Um, are we doing a show tonight? This is last week. And she goes, yes, I've already been promoting it on Instagram and all of the social medias. She sent me the video confirming it, and I'm like, what planet am I on? I had a really bad migraine last week. Seasonally, I get them. They're horrible, and I just was, like, not in the right frame of mind. Even Tuesday, I was, like, all jacked up mentally on Stephanie's show as well, and she had just such a delightful guest. So tonight, we have Mary Lou calling in from Brisbane, Australia. And even today, I have the show going and getting ready. And Mary Lou is like, okay, it's only one o'clock here. And it's like, I don't know. I know it's 7 p.m. here and we got to go. So um, we're technologically trying to get connected in and she's working on that right now. I will let you know that this is Thanksgiving week here in the United States. If you are traveling, I sure hope that you have your mask in hand and have been vaccinated or boosted. But I don't know what it's like in Australia where... Mary Lou is calling from right now, where it is currently Tuesday afternoon, about 1.30 in the afternoon, and, um, you know, because they don't celebrate Thanksgiving there. So it'll be interesting to hear what holidays they celebrate seasonally. And, you know, in the United States, this is our colder time of the year, and down under, it's summertime. So they're, you know, November, December, January, is, that's surfing weather, that's warm weather. And we're all bundled up. But interestingly, and Mary Lou says, I just called, heard your voice, and it dropped me out. Well, try again, Mary Lou. Try again. We're here for you. Um, But interestingly, we've had warm weather here in Huntington Beach the last couple of days. In fact, it was so warm, we actually had what are called the Santa Ana winds that are more common, I would say, in the September, October timeframe, where We're starting to cool off for the season, and we end up getting these horrific, thunderous bursts of hot air, and it blows yuck, pollen, all the yucky stuff into the air. Your car is filthy. And last night, the area somewhere around here, I think it was Riverside, they ended up having some fires. And so all afternoon, our office smelled like smoke. And it just stunk. And so I get home and my windows are open, of course, because the weather's nice. And the entire house smells like a forest fire on the inside. Now, of course, it's not that hot and there's no fire around here. But it smelled like that because the air had been blown down here through the Santa Ana winds. And then last night, all of the dogs have just lost their minds. They have been going crazy. Usually they just get into bed, snuggle, and that's it. Maybe once or twice, one of the dogs wants to get up. Last night was a Papa, we can't sleep, and we're going to make sure you don't sleep with with us at the same time. So we had Eric getting up and out of bed, and Eric is my four-and-a-half-pound chihuahua who can't really you know, get up and down the dog stairs to the bed any longer. So when he wants to get out, he stands on my chest and chirps like a bird, and I put him down. And then he'll come back in, do the spin around for two or three times, and decide if he wants to have any drinks of water. Hello, Mary Lou. And then at that point, then we'll possibly get him to 
crawl back into bed and go to sleep. But last night it was just not Eric. It was Jenny and Bill and Angie. And not just once. It was just like, okay, a round robin of getting up and going potty all night long. And so this morning um, I was like, I was fit to be tied. So anyway, um, with that long-winded story about the Santa Ana winds and our warm weather here in Huntington Beach, it's summertime down in Brisbane, Australia, where we are joined right now by our most lovely Mary Lou. Mary Lou, welcome back to Rated G Radio. Oh, thank you, Garrett. Can you hear me okay? You sound great. I can't believe we're a half a world away. I know. Well, I got a new phone and I've got some super duper earplugs because my computer graphic card decided, well, I thought it was tripping, actually, because I turned it on and then all these tiny little squares came up on my screen. I'm like, what? Well, that's <laughs> so interesting. I kind of... Yeah, it was. I felt like breaking it into Anastasia's song, You're tripping. But anyway, um, <laughs> I moved things around, and apparently they don't like to be slightly moved. So, Because well. I set up my TV with a great big long HDMI cable so I could have two displays and watch, you know, occasionally movies on the TV screen, which is bigger. And uh, I changed my around and uh, yeah it didn't like that so I have to take it in tomorrow hence the phone thank goodness oh goodness well thank Ah. goodness for that I I was telling the listeners I have been trying I've had it in my head Mary Lou I've been so Mm. chomping at the bit to get you back on the show (laughs) that last week I'm frantic Mary Lou Mary Lou and you're like Garrett just (laughs) take a pill at, you're a week early. No, Mary Lou, it has to be today. Garrett, it's, I'm not even home. And I'm yeah, so desperate I'm to talk station. to you. Yeah. Yeah, it's so funny. And so uh, even I know. today. I was like, uh, yeah. Well, I was waiting for my friend, and, and then I get the message Hi, okay, it's 5 15 p.m. You ready to go today? And I'm like, today? What? Today? <laughs> Hang on a minute. And it was like, <laughs> No, 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 no. I'm sure I'm next week. Yeah, I'm thinking someone else, but he thinks that it's me. I know. I'm so excited. Well, I'm very excited to be here. I haven't talked, and I'm very good at talking. I know you are. Um, That's another reason I love having you here. (laughs) Oh, yeah, I'm just a plethora of information. So I missed all that lovely Huntington Beach, all the breezes and the summer sun over there well it's kind of winter but you know it's well summer we'll start here. having well, some cooler almost. weather here in, in just a little bit well um while we're getting ready to talk about weather what's the weather like where you're at today well we've got rain all week <laughs> it is cloudy but we had the biggest downpour for like an hour and a half and it flooded a few places it was just it's just it comes in buckets because Australia's just got, I don't know, sometimes it reminds me of that movie with um, Tom Hanks, you know, uh, Forrest Gump, when he talks about when he's in Vietnam. Yeah. And it just rained all the time, and occasionally the stars would come out. Sometimes the weather feels like it's like that now. It's like it's all moved down to here in Australia. So oh, we've good. had fires, and, uh, well, everywhere's having that, really. I suppose yeah. I've noticed those things in California and the weather is just, yeah, it's crazy. 
climate change. Well, it is crazy. It's, for the temperature check, it's about 72 degrees here in Huntington Beach. And if, that, if you're listening in Brisbane, it's 22 oh. right now. Now, later this Celsius. week, it's going to be up to 26. Yeah, well, it was 30-something the other day. Oh, so my it's gosh. Just, and it's intensely hot. And it just, we had beautiful days of sunshine. It's not really officially um, summer yet. That's in December. And then we get all the wet season, which just goes on forever. I lived in the bush for a very long time. And in the Yungala Ranges, in a place called Finchhatton Gorge, which is all beautiful forest. And you would hear the creek building and building with the rain up the top. And when that wall broke, you could hear it roaring down the creek. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I remember I was very pregnant with my son. And I was looking and, you know, you can't get through. You can see the watermark on the palm trees way up high above your head as to how high the floods in the past have gone because it leaves a mark on the trees. And I'm looking at this gigantic uh, trunk, tree trunk that had gone across the creek, and I thought, well, I need some food. And I went, oh, I don't know. I could like a, <laughs> look like a little pregnant roller skate, little Herbie going down the creek. They'll never find me again. I could end up with a platypus that had a family further down the creek. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and I thought, not a good idea. So... My late husband's partner tossed some food in a bag. He just flung it right over. And, well, you know, he just do what you do in flood times. <laughs> so we were stuck for like two weeks before everything was seeded and you can actually get out. And we had oh, wow. like a big Pantech truck. Yeah. Now I've got some stories about goannas and all sorts of things. My the good old days. life that I live. The good old days and the rain on the tin roof. <laughs> So how did you end up getting to the bush? To the bush. Well, my husband drove trucks and grew palms, which we used to service the Coles and Woolies, which are our big supermarkets here. And anyway, he used to work out in the mines, and I went up to Mackay, and somehow I met him, and the rest is history. And then we were out in the mining area, uh, in Dysart, which is sort of central Queensland, and he used to drive coal. And then I worked in the Jolly Collier, a little pub out there. So, and I used to, we lived in a caravan, and then eventually we had to go home to where uh, we had 60 acre, um, Meter, 60 meter beds under acreage of all these palms growing. So I used to work in the nursery. Oh my goodness. And uh, yeah, with snakes and all kinds of things, Ooh. tree snakes mainly. But no, yeah, you, know. you had tree snakes? Yeah, well, oh, tree snakes are okay. Yeah. Tiger yeah. snake once was sitting there and oh, and I think I saw a red belly black snake. It was black. And <clears throat> because we lived in the caravan to actually have you know, for things to do your business. We had a big bucket and you had lime and you had sawdust and things and the lid and, well, off I went one day. And I'm sitting there and I could hear this slight rustle and I looked and this little black head poked out at me and I'm like, okay. (laughs) Yeah, and I'm like, 
Oh, great. It couldn't be number one, could it? No, not at all. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm sitting there and I went, okay, dude, like me and my baby that I'm carrying uh-huh. right now, we don't want to know. It's all good, man. I'm just going to get up real slow. So when I, when I was finished, you know, and I thought, I'll just get up real slow and I'm just going to step back and you just pull your head back, go our own separate ways. Okay. And it kind of looked at me, and I looked at it, and I went, I'm getting up now. So I slowly raised up, and I took a step back, and he looked at me, and then he pulled his head back, and I went, have a great day. And I just bolted. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> well, they're, they're okay. They're not really aggressive. Uh, I don't know, because it could have been a yellow belly black snake, but all I saw was the black head peering out at me, and I'm like, oh, this is not a good time. To have an indoor, well, outdoor, it would have been good for an indoor dunny, but uh, yeah, outdoor would have, yeah, that sort yeah, of has no, it. No, no, no. Oh, goodness yeah, gracious. I Brett think Brown, I would have had Brown, a heart attack. Brown, the one. Yeah, well, Brett, well, you just got to talk to him, you know, me, I'm sit out there with my animals. <laughs> and I talk to everything, so, you know, because it's all, they're all living spirits. They all, you know, they usually just, Defend their own sort of property and territory. And brown snakes, though, will chase you. My girlfriend and her sister were chased by a big brown, especially during, like, around Christmas time. That's from September onwards. That's when, you know, they have all the new babies. And so they can get quite protective. And I think she got chased and they just run. She ran, I think, two paddocks worth or three which is what you call meadows. And uh, oh, with leaping no. fences, but eventually, like, it it didn't get to them. But they can be protective and aggressive, you know. Oh, yeah. that would terrify yeah. me. Civilian life here in the city isn't so bad. Occasionally you'll see things, but more out in the country areas now and again. Oh, you know, sure. I think because of development and stuff, you know, animals lose their natural habitat so you know, we're seeing a lot of that with wildlife and having to move more toward just to find food or anywhere, and especially when we've had bushfires and stuff too. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's just, um, you know, survival, that survival instinct. But, well, um, ta- yes, we have a, a lot of wonderful animals here. So, talk, well, I was going to ask you, when, before we got ready to do the show, so once a week or two ago, I said, yeah. I need to talk about wombats. Oh, yes. I've been researching our little friend. They're so cute, wombats. They so have I, a terrible been, name, though. Oh, well, actually, <laughs> a wombat comes from the, uh, what are they called? The Durang. Durang, hang on. The traditional people. I wrote it down because I've been doing a bit of research on our lovely wombats. Well, I'm glad um, you did the research because increase it. Well, this all started because yeah. I saw a video on Facebook of wombats, oh, and I was okay. terrified of thinking, "Oh my gosh, these creatures are going to be horrible." And by the end of the video, it's like I need to create a wombat farm here in Huntington Beach. Oh yeah, well they're very cute. They're the name comes from the Durag language, um, spoken by the traditional owners, who, who we refer to as the Aboriginal, because they all have different skins or 
as they call it, in their communities, um, down in Sydney. They were the ones that came up with the name wombats. So they've got hairy-nosed wombats, which are in New South Wales um, and South Australia and also in southern Western Australia, WA, as we refer to it. But we up in Queensland, we do have them, but the most common one, the cutest one, is the little bare-nosed wombat. And the bare-nosed wombat would be closest relative would be the koala. So if you look at a mm -hmm. bare-nosed wombat, the nose would be pretty similar. Except wombats are horizontal, and their mammalian spine is actually designed to be supported at their shoulders and hips by their legs. So they're really stout and stocky, and they've got two big front feet and because they burrow a lot. They like to dig in under grasslands and in forests, under trees, and they love to burrow. And they're really they're fascinating. I, I find most animals are quite fascinating with their defense mechanism. And it's a lot of it happening at the back end, at the rear end of a wombat. So because it burrows, it can it actually got uh it has cartilage, a round sort of cartilage at the base of its backside, which is really hard. Hmm. And it it'll go up into the entrance of its burrow to block off a predator getting in. And it can actually crack the skull predator if they persist because they really oh dig their feet in yeah so that's their defense mechanism and and they're just you cute know, they've can got, be. oh yeah they are cute well they just you know they just love to eat and dig graze snooze and explore their homes they're herbivores so mm -hmm. they eat a lot of grass and shrubs and tree roots and, th and they like veggies too. Apparently they love corn. Corn on the cob. So do I. Well, so do you like corn on the cob? I do. I do. I love it. I think it's <laughs> delicious. So I like it. And I can understand being a little wombat because they've got these big flat feet at the front, a bit like mine. Maybe I'm just adapting to my environment here in Australia. <laughs> it could be. Well, you've been there a hot minute. I, yeah, well... Actually, 50 years next year. Oh, my goodness. Wow. Which, yeah, it blows me away. And their little hind legs, toe actually double up, so they actually groom with their little hind feet. But the front of their feet and their teeth and their nails and claws are really strong so that they can chew through roots. And, mm -hmm. you know, like, we should never whinge about our wisdom teeth because their teeth never stop growing oh. so they can keep eating and they don't wear them down. So they constantly have these teeth that grow as well. But they have to be strong to be able to dig. And they have little joeys too. So they're very similar to koalas and they actually have their pouch back to front. So when they're digging, they don't get dirt inside the pouch. So and how do they they're get, little joeys. Yeah, how do they get, take care of the little ones? What happens when they're little babies, little joey babies, they're about two centimeters long, <clears throat> and they only generally give birth to a single joey, 
and it's born blind and hairless, a bit like the kangaroo as well. And they weigh about two grams. And what it does is it crawls into the mother's pouch and it attaches to one of its mum's um, two teeth, which swell around the little Joey's mouth, fixing it to the teeth so it doesn't fall out. And it'll stay in that pouch for about eight to nine months. Oh, wow. And, yeah, and when it emerges... It still suckles on the teeth, but then it starts to eat more solid food. And they stay with their mum for about a year or more still before they go off doing their own thing. So, you know, they're interesting. Like, they have, they will travel three kilometers a night just looking for food. So, oh, my goodness. You know, they they have all these and they like to burrow during the day, so that's why they like to snooze and explore. But they'll, um, they've got this really unique digestive tract. And believe it or not, they actually poop squares, square cubes. Oh, these are the square poopers? Yes. Yeah. So I, they I've heard, emit I didn't connect that. Dung. Okay. Yeah. So because of its unique digestive tract, it's sort of got this elastic-y um, sort of tissue in, in the tract. And it sort of works like a rubber band. So it kind of droops in the middle and it's a little bit taut each end. So when, you know, as in our digestive system, paracelsus kicks in so that everything moves. And, you know, it can hold its food for 70 hours and it can take four to six days to digest food. Wow. But when, when it moves, because of the soft tissue in between and the way it, it operates the digestive tract, it actually sort of compacts it and puts it into these square, little squares. And they leave them. They actually use them for um, marking their territory. So that if they do it on a tree or on a rock, and they can do up to a hundred of these little square squares a day, they'll they'll defecate about eight cubes, and they leave it on the rock so it doesn't fall off, and that's kind of why their square won't roll off like you oh see rabbit gosh. pellets and yeah yeah, and it it also is a way they communicate with other wombats and. It can also attract a mate. So that's why they mark their territory. And they're very territorial about their food and where they they live. So, um, yeah, they're just really interesting little guys, you know, and little gals. So and, down uh, in Australia, I, I do people make amazing. wombats pets? Or is this, you know, is this a one-off yeah, video that well, I ended up a, seeing? Yeah, it's... They're protecting native species, and some of them, um, the hairy-nosed wombats, actually um, becoming endangered in New South Wales and possibly in South Australia as well. But the most common one is the bare-nosed one that I think I sent you a picture uh, of one. So, yeah, when I looked at the, um, I've got a photo which I can send you of the little square poop. And I just thought, wow, that looks like a sausage roll. You know, you get so sick. <laughs> I just thought, oh. Anywho, but, you know, very brown 
ones you have at the barbecues, you know, and you just take uh-huh. them up as little snacks. Yeah. So. <laughs> well, anyway. that, my friends, concludes our uh, Wild Kingdom portion of the show. So we're about halfway yes. through the I, as fascinating as that is, I want to talk about other fascinating stuff going on with Mary okay. Lou right now. We've got about 30 minutes oh. left, folks. So if you are okay. interested in calling in and talking to Mary Lou down in Brisbane, Australia, she is not a psychic. Yep. I am not a psychic. If you call in for a psychic hotline tonight, that's not this show. We'll love to talk to you at 323-657-1493. And if you'd like us to give you advice, we will do that. But neither Mary Lou or myself are psychics, but we'd love to hear from you. So if you'd like to call in and ask a question, do so. I think you have to press 1 on the keypad, and then we'll bring you on the air. But we're not taking psychic questions. If you want to find out about your love life or something, I'll give you advice. Uh, But with that, Mary Lou, we are... Half a world away. It's 1 o'clock or almost 2 2 p.m. your time in Australia. It's 8 p.m. Pacific time here in Huntington Beach. Tell me a little Ah. bit about what's going on culturally with the, you know, everything that's going on with COVID. Because that's been just crazy everywhere. What's it like where you're at today? Well, there's been a lot of... um, We've got called the anti-vaxxers and those that get vaccinated. So I think the biggest issue with most people is feeling that their human rights have been stripped for them to have whatever is done in their bodies by having this vaccine. Um, some of them feel that they sh- because they choose maybe not to, uh, for whatever their personal reasons are, but it's made it now, so we haven't opened our borders up completely here in Queensland. They're allowing people that are double vaccinated to come back into the country. There's about 12,000 people waiting to get back into Australia that have lived here. Mm. Um, and some of them have come from hotspots. Uh, but people are, there's a mandate now, if you're not vaccinated, you'll lose your job. Um, they're putting things in place. It varies between different, go to a restaurant or live music, cafes, theaters, any of that, unless you've been double vaccinated. They're trying to reach uh, about 80% or 90% uh, total double vaccinations for people. So obviously it doesn't spread. There's been sort of, you know, a lot of um, protesting going on in Melbourne and Sydney and um, some of it has turned because I think perhaps the way the information was given out and how it was handled probably created a lot of fear. I mean, we just get inundated by, you know, you've got to get back every five minutes on the TV and media. There was a lot of fear around it and different theories going on and conspiracy theories and I just think it freaks people out um, so you know it's sort of calming down now a lot of people are going to get tested we haven't got any new um, COVID sort of things here in, in Brisbane or there was a couple of cases but they were people that actually had the COVID thing and didn't report it or they might have lied about it. 
so you know then they're out in the community for 10 days and then of course that's how it spreads or even within their own family so you know it's one of these things that it's happened whatever the reasons were behind it whatever is going on with COVID or how it began or whatever global thing is happening who knows but at the end of the day you have to do what feels right for you and for your family and maybe your immediate community. It's just taking responsibility. And most people do that, but I think there are some that feel, um, you know, why should my, why should I take something that I don't trust or I don't believe is, you know, because there are, I suppose there's been, um, some, trial, some of those things like AstraZeneca have been trialed for a long time and have been developed, but some of the newer ones, they've approved of them, but we don't know any real long-term effects, and it's too early to tell. And I think that I think healthy people that have gone and had it and have actually some have passed, I think it really just depends on whatever other conditions is going on within that person. I think a lot of it's mindset and just whatever they're presenting. Because basically when that little protein spike that's in the vaccine, when the actual virus gets in, it, it, a virus can't live on its own, but it needs a host. So if there are things going on within that person and they spread it, like that virus will adapt, I think, other things. I don't, like, I'm not an expert by any means um, with this. But basically, I think that's why there's different variants spreading and why the Delta thing sort of got worse. It's the most contagious. But, um, you know, they... They had to shut a lot of borders. I think Melbourne was in the longest lockdown ever, 296 days or maybe more than that. Um, So it affected the economy, uh, people's mental health issues. So it's just had a a huge, huge effect. But on the other side of it, um, it, even in our industries, like for myself with music and film and the things I love doing when I just started my business, it, um, well, the whole industry just got shut down, basically. A lot of businesses had to close just to try and contain this thing. So even though the government was very generous in helping at that for a certain period of time, um, I think people have, they've been so used to their devices and going out they kind of didn't know what to do with themselves. So they had to, in good ways, it brought families together more. It made people really look maybe a bit more insular within themselves. Or they had to develop new creative ideas to just get their music out there. And so, you know, doing radio and podcasts and um self-taping and videoing just became this huge thing and moving in with technology just to get, you know, their performances out there. So, you know, but 
Queensland has been doing a lot more filming and things because of the situation in Melbourne and Sydney. So everything, it's like this big ripple wave. It just affected everything across the globe, all these different countries. I heard that Italy and was having a fourth wave and now in Austria. I have cousins over there. They've been hit by COVID. I think they were in lockdown the other day. So, you know, I think it's going to be around a little while until they actually find a cure for it. So, but how well, has it, it affected you, you know? Well, I, I think... LA. Well, my opinion... I, I'm not so kind. I think you you have a very generous spirit in how you approach it. I think here, yeah. and I, this is a broad paintbrush, Mary Lou. So, and I know. think we have to be, Garrett. Well, you you are very kind. I, for one, am less kind for people who are you know during the whole thing. We're like, oh, it's you know, it's my right to. It wasn't because, you know, I've got a health issue and I legitimately can't and whatever. You know, guess what? In in my opinion, this is an opinion, there were lots of ways for people to get groceries, get help, be assisted and all of that, not go out um, and protect themselves. I fully support that. Absolutely. Million percent. What I didn't support yeah. were people going, you're not getting <laughs> Oh, yeah. Okay. And it was like, yeah. really? Like, you I, have got to be kidding I couldn't, me. I, yeah. I couldn't I just, listen to stuff on Facebook or. No. You know, like there was so much anger. And when you're blasted on TV with it and everywhere you look. Because, I mean, I didn't really go out much. I haven't mainly because I have to do public transport. Right. And people's habits aren't always the best. They don't really think. It's just like common sense. But I wore a blue mask and the cotton one over my face if I had to go out because I'm not going to put anybody in jeopardy in my family or my friends or the community where I live. And, you know, I did all that, stayed in lockdown, we were allowed to go and get essentials and for medical care and things like that. People are just decent people and they do the right thing. Right. But I think maybe the way it was handled put a lot of fear and there were so many stories going around um, that I, like people would send things to me and I just thought, look, I just can't get sucked into all of this. I have to just make my own choice. And I, I've had, one of the vaccines I'm due to have another one because I had to think about my family and how they felt you know um, I want to be here for a long time and I just think you know our DNA we are such innate intelligent beings we we just have everything is energy everything is created through energy and we are the most incredible beings i mean we're still young in a lot of ways uh as far as you know higher intelligence and things like that but we've developed really quickly just even in the last 50 to 70 years but don't you think that if you were born with everything that you need and your self understand and your your brain because i actually bought 
Jill Bolte Taylor, who was um, a neuroanatomist, and she actually had a was a young scientist, and she actually had a stroke, and she lost uh, motor skills, speech, all these things. She just lost it all, and she was watching what was happening to her. But she was very aware of the other parts of her brain that were working, and. Eventually, after it took eight years, but she she does TED Talks. She did one of the first TED Talks to kind of help put um, TED on the map because people were just fascinated by what had happened to her because she was describing what was happening to her when she'd had this massive stroke and lost half her brain, basically. And um, I've always, under like I... As a kinesiologist, I've looked at the four parts of the brain as well, the amygdala, because we have two emotional parts and two um, intellectual parts of the brain. But it's really a matter of getting them to talk to each other. So the emotional limbic part is our flight and fright response. It's the part that goes, am I safe? Am I okay? You know, and then there's the one that wants to take control of everything and says, well, shouldn't we be calling, you know, 911 now and you need to do this and you go and do that. That takes that part of it. And then there's the emotional adventurous side that just wants to, oh, look at that butterfly. I want to go and check that out. Or let's go swimming. And we do things sort of spontaneously. And then there's... the part of the brain that just has this innate knowing. It's that understanding. It's that wisdom. So we have these four parts of the brain that are highly intellectual. They all work together. They all know their purpose. And they're in these different groups of cells. If we have any dis-ease in the body or whatever's going on, you know, it's tapping into that knowledge. It's listening to your body. It's getting that sleep, getting the right diet, not getting caught up in patterns and things. Um, it's your mindset. It's the way you perceive life to be, your perception on things. And I'm pretty sure that ourselves will find a way to adapt because that's what the body's designed to do. You know, it has its own defense mechanisms. But when you have a situation like this where it's come out so fast and it's hit global, you know, there's sadly going to be some cases of death and who knows what sort of long-term effects are for some people, but everybody presents differently. And, you know, our bodies will adjust. Our cells will adapt and adjust and that's what the vaccine's for is to create an antibody to build up in the system to Mm -hmm. if we do get hit by the bigger COVID so that the symptoms are lessened and hopefully our body will do the rest. I still take my supplements for my immune system even though I've had that and we do adjust. We do have this intelligence that if we just trust in our body and our knowing that we will get through this and you know and that we have enough intelligence and humanity that 
for all the people that think there's things going on, there are also people that are finding solutions that are dedicated to improving life, human life. And that's what I choose to put my vision and my energy into. Because well, I we like can't that vision and energy. Yeah, we can't change it, but the only thing we can do is look for solutions. Now, uh, with yes. about 15 minutes left, Mary Lou, one thing that okay. we have not even yes. talked about yet, and again, by the yes. way, everybody, Mary Lou is going to be a guest back on the show in December as well, so we'll have a chance to talk to, about even more fun stuff. But the thing that we have not yes. talked about yet is Rated Oz Radio and the specials that you ah, do that's... on this network. So yeah. uh, for and for everybody for who is a new listener, I want to make sure tonight you know on the show page there are hyperlinks to Mary Lou's Rated Oz Radio Facebook page as well as Rated LGBT Radio for Rebecca Fisk, also Journey with Stephanie. All the shows on the network are hyperlinked tonight. Yeah. You can also hear us on iHeartRadio, which is big here in the States, and also on Apple's mm-hmm. podcast under our flagship Rated LGBT Radio. So please... Um, listen, take us on the road with you, and tune into some past episodes and other shows on the network. But Mary Lou, I love because she is a great interviewer and has some of the most fascinating, fun people on her program. But I asked about how the COVID has impacted what she's doing and her local arts community because she has been such an advocate for the entertainment business in her region yeah. of Australia that doing her, mm-hmm. her interviews on Rated Oz Radio has been kind of problematic. So tell listeners what's been happening with your show, um, some of the people you've interviewed, because I know you've got a ton of stuff in the can to release. Um, what's been oh. happening for your world? <laughs> okay, so when COVID actually hit, I think the last thing I did was film Lockie Doley and his band and Jackie Barnes, who's an um, incredible drummer. And if you know any of the Australian rock stars, um, Jimmy Barnes is the household name and Jackie's his son. His whole family plays. Now, Lockie Doley I interviewed very early on before I got all this wonderful equipment. And he's now been asked, uh, during lockdown, he was in Sydney and he created the album Studio 301 and he's just had this incredible album and Roger Waters from Pink Floyd saw one of his you know whammy clavinet performances from this album he's just released and he's been invited to tour with Roger Waters on their uh, This Is Not A Drill Tour that's hitting the U.S next year 2022 so Lockie, the key master whammy clavinet he's called the Jimi hendrix of the hammond organ and you know i think you might have seen the post i shared so yeah to all of you folks he was received so well in europe and places and in canada and he's doing such great things and i always saw that in Lockie, and i had the privilege of filming him in the band which uh, yeah, I'm getting around to, I did send him the videos I took, but then we went into lockdown. That was just after March 6th in 2020. Um, then, like, I've set up things and I bought 
two new phones, which is why this one works a lot better than the one I used to do a long time ago, <laughs> Garrett, with you. Um, so I can I get a thousand minutes a month. So I do want to talk to some overseas artists now. Martha Reese Braden, we've had before. Martha, oh, she was so wonderful. Ah, uh, uh, look, she's been nominated a few times, but she's currently on the Hollywood. Um, Music Award for her Americana, the song called The Letters. And she's released a couple of other albums. She's been touring and she's just beautiful. And Martha's coming back on the show as well. So, um, and Craig Claxton, my last guest I had, Craig is now on 160 playlists around uh, Australian, the blues roots things. He's being heard overseas. And his album is just taking off. And he's just finishing up another six songs. I'm about to go and record them uh, as long as I don't sing along. <laughs> I'm going to go and record them at a little place called The Bug, Brisbane Unplugged. Um, it's a great little venue. And I'll be filming him. And his lovely wife has written uh, some of the lyrics in this new album. And... You know, he's just got this amazing band and um, doing wonderful things. And that was his first album he ever finally did. He's played with Robin Ford and all sorts of people throughout his life. And he finally got around to doing, because of COVID, um, he finally got around to doing his own album. And now they're on the second one, which is very exciting. As well as Mike from Story. Uh, that I interviewed, they're getting so much play. They've already put up a couple of tracks on Spotify, and I think it's got had 22,000 listeners already just in the last couple of months. And they've been playing it on their playlist at all the colleges there, and people are just always asking for their music, especially The Journey, which is where it's uh, such a great song. So... You know, I'm very blessed to, and I still want to interview you, Mister, to come. Well, on we the can show. do that anytime, but this is always fun to talk yeah. to you because we never get a chance. Because, by by the oh, way, everybody yeah. who's listening, um, Mary Lou will be the first person to tell you I hate to talk on the phone more than <laughs> life itself. If it can't be done oh, on a text, yeah. it does not happen. So the fact yeah. that we get her for a, a whole live hour and we get to chit chat is it's a treat to me. Um, but it, we can do an interview anytime, Mary Lou. You know that. Yeah, I do. I do. But there's so much happening with you. This man, oh, you know, music, writing things, singing, you know, getting out there on the red carpet, Hollywood, writing books, isms, Jesusisms. <laughs> well, it's, you know, Thank there's a bunch Lord. going on, you know, so I, I'm just very Mary? lucky that. I'm in a position this year which has been financially rewarding for me, which has allowed me to record two albums. That's the first time that's ever happened. Yeah. Um, so I'm very blessed, very grateful, and my Christmas album will come out in probably a couple of weeks. So, pardon? Yeah. Oh, I've yeah. heard a couple of you. T- yeah. Excellent. You blow me away. And, well, bless you your know, heart. Your check's in the mail, Mary Lou. You're a producer as well. <laughs> Yes, I, I keep checking. 
I don't actually okay, get good. mail. Everything seems to get emailed to me. Email, but yeah. I am, yeah, I am in uh, looking forward to 2022. So there's been a lot of things happening in my life, but you know, I just work through it and move forward. And I am writing a book, and um, quite often I, it inspires me. Just the things that pop into my mind, these ideas that just come from this incredible place when we, because we really are these positive, vibrational, beautiful beings that are to evolve and expand and enjoy life. And sometimes when you just keep looking through the lens of everything's hard and there's no joy in things and not trusting, I think that's why we react so bad because really that's not who we are. But when we get into those happy places, uh, like I had years and years ago, I did a thing, my friend who was very talented and successful, I said, well, just write down five things that you know you're good at. And she said, oh, oh, that was a struggle, you know. And I said, come on, we can do I'll do it with you. We'll do it together. Anyway, we ended up writing a 100 things. We were roaring with laughter in the end. I think one of mine was, I just make the best toast. And it's so beautifully brown and toasted, buttered <laughs> with strawberry jam. It's to die for. And uh-huh. we just got into this ridiculous stuff that we couldn't help but laugh at how amazing little things are we are and how lucky we are. And that's something I did years ago. And I, I do try and keep positive. There are moments when you go down, but you know when enough is enough. And you have to just change your thinking or your focus and just like going out into nature for me is a good thing um teaming up with the elements i mean you're in a beautiful place huntington beach oh my whole place has got little beach signs everywhere because that's just what i long for i would love to come there one day um well you're yeah. welcome anytime i'll, I'll put you up oh, in my airbnb same to you yeah. yeah. Well, you know, I I'll think have to buy I, a mansion first. <laughs> that's <laughs> why. That. Okay. Well, I, I've told you many times. I really think at some point in my life I'm going to move to Australia, and I don't know why. But oh, it's also like years yeah. ago I said I think I'm going to live in California. It took a minute or two, but I will yeah. tell you I love living in California. But I have such a draw to move to Australia for some reason. I don't know. Maybe I'll find true love eventually Ooh. there. Um, but, yeah. Yeah, I'd love to come visit you. Oh, well, you know, give, okay. me, give me a bit. <laughs> I tell you what, you'll be flat out like, mm, trying to squeeze in here. But, you know, I knew it was temporary when I moved in. I had to start uni a week later. So, you know, you do what you have you, to do. You make it happen, now right? I just, yeah, now I just have to make it happen and not get distracted by looking at reality too much, being stuck in, oh, well, I haven't got this and I have, because that just it widens you down. the gap for where you want yeah. to go. It does. And and it widens the gap for what you really want. And mm-hmm. we spend too much time focusing on, you know, those things that we don't actually get what we want. So I'm, I re-motivated myself. I got very excited. That's why I changed things around, changed the energy. And I think now that things are opening up, it's, um, you know, you sort of feel a bit more humanized. And that's probably why I talk so much because really I don't get many visitors and I 
don't do a lot of phone calls. I just head down and working on stuff, you know. Well, so, this is a good time to be I, creative. You know, and Mary Lou, yeah. we've got about three minutes left. Did you have anything okay. that you'd like to leave the listeners with before we welcome you back next month on the December episode of Bringing Back Mary Lou? <laughs> well, I've certainly had a lot to say today, haven't I? Um, but it's such a pleasure to be here. But for everybody that's out there and, you know, you might be struggling or whatever's going on in your life, you know, Things always work out. They have a way. And sometimes when those things seem difficult or challenging, really trust in how you're feeling. Trust in those emotions. I've said this for over 30 years. Trust your emotions. They are like the indicators of how it is you're feeling. And why are you feeling that way? Are you listening to some voice in your head, some old thing that you were told, that belief system that, just doesn't kind of work anymore. Like, trust in you. You're this beautiful, beautiful being. I, I had a little baby that I saw the other day, and she looked at me. And I looked at her, and I smiled, and this big smile came on her face. And I went, oh, I said, you're here. How exciting. You've come here to discover new things and there's going to be so many new things you're going to learn how to do and there's so much to see out there and she was gurgling and cooing and she knew what I was talking about (laughs) oh yeah even if it wasn't words but that vibration of love and that energy energy. positive and how exciting it is because it is and we can get stuck and sometimes we just got to get out of our own way and not focus on the specifics. Just focus on something that's easy, like oh, how good it is just to feel that breeze coming off the beach and being in the sun. And Because freedom really is just, um, you can't put it in a way where it's like to get away from something or I don't want to be here anymore. Freedom is that feeling of just being, so grateful and appreciative and satisfied with the wonderful people you have around you, the the creative things that we do, especially when we do it and we go, wow, I did that. Like, oh, that's so cool. And then all these ideas come flooding in and then all the right people start connecting and opportunities happen because we've got to, got to move with that flow that flow of energy that moves through you, guiding you, if we just stop whinging so much and listen to that little voice because it's always going to, you know, guide you in the right way. And Mary Lou, this little voice is going to guide us to say we are out of time, everybody. Thank you so much, Mary Lou. trusting you. Trust in you. you. Mary Lou will be back next month. We are excited to be back Starting the first Monday, 7 p.m. of December, we'll be back with Rated G Radio. Enjoy your Thanksgiving if you're here in the United States, and be blessed. You've been listening to Rated G Radio. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry. 
sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.